0: The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg, entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Welcome to the Joan Hamburg Show and a real treat for you today. Wonderful actor, Andrew Polk, who's probably one of the busiest working actors that I know is doing and has done everything from Broadway to television, you name it. Andrew has done it, and he's now co-starring in a new movie with Anthony Hopkins and Anne Hathaway and Jeremy Strong called Armageddon Time, and it's a really interesting film. It makes you think a lot. It's about a group of kids and how certain things that happen in your life at that time can change the course of your life. This young, well, the young stars are dealing with issues that you don't really think about that sixth graders might be dealing with. And Andrew in this film plays a sixth grade teacher called Mr. Turkletaub teaching at a public school in Queens, New York. And it's written and directed by James Gray. And it's his autobiographical story and what it's like growing up in a middle-class Jewish home in Flushing. And I'm sure that if they looked at Flushing today, the heart of Chinese restaurants, they wouldn't realize this was their Flushing. And your character, Andrew, was a teacher who really had an impact upon some of these lives, where they didn't forget them even today. So, for you, in terms of this film, how did it come about? Your agent called, and a, or you knew about it, wanted to go for it.
0: Sure. I, well, I, my agent called. I had an audition for it, and I was very excited because it was James Gray, whose work I I yeah, was a big a fan wonderful. of. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, yeah, I somehow tapped into something really uh, very real uh, when I auditioned. Um, And I'm glad that uh, James Gray and I seemed to be on the same page there. And I was cast and uh, uh, later learned about that incredible cast that I got to be part of. um, And that's how it came about.
1: And when you, after you read the movie. Yeah. Now you grew up in California, but a, a friend of yours, an actor too. Yeah, actually grew up where this movie took place in Flushing.
0: Yes. I read the script. First of all, the script was clearly brilliant right off the page. You're like, wow, this is, uh, this is fantastic and rich and complex. And you don't run across scripts that well-written very often. So it was very clearly a great film on, on paper. And, uh, You know, this is an autobiographical story about James Gray's life, and this teacher was a real person. And uh, so, I called my friend Amy Ryan, who's a very dear friend of mine, and uh, I knew she grew up in Queens and near Flushing. And I, I said, "Look, it says here in the script, uh, PS 173 is where it takes place. by any chance is is that where you went to school?" She said, "Oh yeah,
1: that's so." Okay, now here's a
0: shot. Here's a shot in the dark, Amy. Uh, You didn't happen to have a teacher named Mr. Turkletaub. and she said, yep, that was my teacher. Oh, my Lord. And then she, <laughs> she sent me a picture of her, and it with was actually fifth with him with, in fifth grade with an enormous amount of students, class photo, and Mr. Turkeltaub standing there looking, you know, a little tense.
1: Right, aggravated. And um, it
0: kind of looked, looked like he was maybe ready to retire, and um, and uh, with the 42 children, including Amy Ryan. And, and I would subsequently run across a couple other people who had had him as a teacher. So um, it's great, you know, that this was a real person. And I got to, you know, dig into that.
1: Right. And to work with James Gray, which is yeah. special, right?
0: James Gray I, I, is so fantastic to work with. And he's such a great filmmaker. I mean, uh, uh, so both of those things put together made it a really great experience for me. And I know for everyone else. Um, and I think it shows in the film how I think he's really getting the, You know, right. if I may say getting the best work out of everyone. Uh, um, he, he's a delight to work with.
1: And what um, brought you many years ago, you grew up in California, I think Berkeley. And that's right. What brought you, to new york was acting part of your dna from the time you were a like a young kid
0: it really was part of my dna and uh i i had all i had relatives in new york uh, so we would always travel back to new york every year and my grandparents lived here my aunt and uncles everyone was here and i always loved it and i thought even as a kid i'm like i gotta move here someday i gotta be here so I went to college on the East Coast and then I trained in London and then I got a job right away, luckily, in New York and, uh, and it, I've been in New York ever since. I, I'm a New Yorker.
1: Yeah, you're a New Yorker and you're a working New Yorker too.
0: Yeah. Yes, knock on wood. Yes, it's great. I'm very uh, fortunate.
1: No, and you live here. I mean, which is interesting because so many actors I know have to bite the bullet and go back to L.A you know, which they're always Um, apologizing for, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I mean, I spent some time in LA. It's, 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 you know, it is what it is. It's an inevitable part of our business. So, uh, 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 and I've worked there, but, uh, you know, I love New York and uh, I I love working in New York even more.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it is a really special place, but it's interesting too. Now you, how old are your own children?
0: My children are eleven and eight, so they're
1: close to what the kids. Some of my the kids daughter
0: are. is exactly the age of the kids I was teaching in the movie, and I think it was pretty. There was a sort of a quality of uh, sitting on your last nerve that I, uh, for some reason, I was able to tap into for this role um, pretty easily. <laughs> so uh, I didn't have to do too much uh, stretching, you know. And, and, and when you're playing a role where you're trying to teach. 42 kids,
1: uh-huh.
0: every subject, every subject, including Jen, with no yeah. teacher's aid. It was a time, when the movie was during a time, it was like 1980, when there were big budget cuts in the school system. Integration had just sort of happened, and uh, teachers were being asked to do so much. Um, and uh, yeah, so there was a quality of uh, corralling and, and uh, being with kids that age that felt, pretty natural to me
1: <laughs> but and you know it was really interesting because as I'm watching this film I kept thinking what happened along the way to James gray in his head where he had to make this film and well, I mean, did well, he ever talk about it that.
0: yes he has i mean uh, i can you know i uh, always you know better talk to him about it but from what he said it's really he was at a place, I think, where he uh, he well, right after the pandemic or during, he was driving around the old neighborhood, and he realized there was no, um, there was nothing left of his family um, in his, you know, that to remember, you know, for his kids to understand where he came from, they had almost disappeared, and there was really no sign of them, mm-hmm. and so he he brought his kids back to, the, to Queens, to Flushing, to sort of drive around and show them the old neighborhood. And he got the idea of, he wa- of wanting to do something super personal. And um, I think it had come also on the heels of doing something where he had just done Ad Astra in space with Brad Pitt. And he wanted, it felt like an instinct, to bring, uh, to write a story very close to home. And that it felt very, even though it was 1980. The issues in the movie felt very, unfortunately, very present uh, right. today. You know uh, the uh, the issues of uh, morality, which he felt like in 1980 something changed in this country, uh, where we went from the end of the 70s and the you know the, the you know the free speech movement and the, uh, civil right. rights and and we had co- come into it felt like a watershed moment to him where we went to a more materialistic place. And morality, which is a very Jewish kind of theme, you know, what is right, what is wrong, right. very Talmudic, um, uh, was, is going by the wayside. And, and he felt like to tell that story would be really resonant today. And I think he's right.
1: Right. And your character, he really gives a lot of dimension to, as you do too, because I went to public school in what was then a small town, really, but yeah. it, I, I still could, from your character, it brought back all the memories of those overburdened teachers trying to deal with <laughs> yeah. rambunctious, we don't care kind of kids.
0: Right, you right. Know? There's that element. Yes. And uh, I also, I mean, I remember that when I was that age, too. Uh, you know, these giant classrooms, the, the, the teachers were. Doing just, their best. I mean, doing their best. And. In the case of my character, you know, not very good.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, he was definitely a little, um, he singled out, and we're not giving anything away, right? Because he picked on a black kid who apparently just rubbed him the wrong way. And you, you didn't know whether to feel sorry for him, which I varied in my feelings, or to say, hey, what's with you? But right. So
0: right. And I, I think that the I think, yes. And I think a lot of people have mentioned that to me. And, you know, I'll let everyone make their own judgments about uh, what if Mr. Turkle's have was, you know, racist or just overworked. But I think I can say that it was. Um, uh, it was real and it really happened to James Gray and. Um, the people who came to those schools without a safety net, who weren't as protected, you know, were, were there, different, there was nowhere, no one to catch them. There was no. It, it, it was almost like they said, "Let's have integration in our schools," and uh, there was no thought about how to do it. Um, there weren't the resources to catch people and see them for where, from when they, where they were. And I think, I think it's kind of important because that's, I think, unfortunately, uh, an issue today. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, um, you can see the two kids, you know, the black kid and the white kid, uh, the Jewish kid just slowly drift apart and, um, go their separate ways. And it's funny. I had the same thing happen to me when I was a kid
1: in California.
0: Very, yeah. a Very good friend of mine in grade school. Uh, Who was black, and you know, you don't even know what happened, you just kind of drifted away. Uh And um, you know what I mean? So it really hit home for me that situation,
1: right? I'm sure. And you make it very real as the teacher. I I, and the movie got a lot of appreciation and did very well. It made the Cannes Film Festival. Was that yeah, was that thrilling for you? Must have been such a
0: thrill. It was a thrill, you know, it was just, uh, unfortunately I saw the movie for the first time while I was sitting in the, at the, the big theater at Cannes. Um, and all I could think of was that my big face up there at Cannes, I'm in Cannes, (laughs) I'm in Cannes. So I wasn't really seeing the movie. Um, uh, I didn't, and I saw it again at the New York Film Festival where it premiered. And it did
1: well there.
0: Great. It was, uh. And it was a different experience for me because I actually got to see the film and saw it. And could
1: it. see it and not just say I'm in con.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's all I could think of. I'm in calm. There's my face. I'm in calm. Uh, there's my face. And uh, there's a lot of people taking pictures. And the red carpet is even crazier than you think it is there.
1: Now, did um, your family to- come?
0: I brought my beautiful wife, Zoe, uh-huh. and we, we had a, a, a great time. Yeah. No, it didn't bring the kids. Maybe next, maybe maybe next time. Yeah, when they're a little older.
1: No, that's right. They'll um, they'll appreciate it more. But it still is a thrill. And you, it isn't as if you never work. You work all the time. But this was a different role for you and a departure from yeah. what you always do.
0: I think so. Yes, it's just, and then, which is also always great to be, you know, not doing the same thing um, and uh, being in a film this this cohesive. and this well done, uh, where it's an ensemble ensemble piece and everyone seems to be really moved by it and talking about it. Right. It's uh, very gratifying to be part of that.
1: I bet. Did your kids ultimately see it?
0: No, no. You know, I am not going to let my 8-year-old see it, but my 11-year-old, I'm going to let her see
1: it. Yeah. Well, um, that should be well, interesting. Too. Yeah, right. Yeah, because she's,
0: she's of the age where, you know, it's, it's really a movie about, like, Being a kid and for the first time seeing the world and having to make really big decisions about what you feel about the world, you know, race Uh and, you know, what's right, what's wrong. And and that's the age my daughter is.
1: Right. And to have to deal with that, you know, you wonder. But it definitely can influence the path of a kid's life. And it makes you think you know, right. I, when you have children that age range that there's a lot going on in those fertile brains and yeah. you play a big role.
0: That's right, I do. And, and I like, I mean, in that, um, you know, it, what really struck me, and I don't want to get too much into it, but, but the scene in the Guggenheim Museum.
1: Yeah, I love that when, he, when your kids are going. He
0: sees, he sees a Kandinsky painting. And And he was
1: definitely a talented artist, the kid in the film.
0: Right. But no one saw him. No Uh one could see him. There was not the space or the time or the attention to see this kid. All they could tell was that he was slow. Uh Um, and that really moved me that, 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 you know, really just need one person to notice you Mm -hmm. where you are and to change your life. And that, you know, was an issue. That's a theme in the movie, too.
1: Right. And your character, Mr. Turkeltown, when you started investigating his life, he did reach the stage when he could retire. But unfortunately, fate played a worse role.
0: He had, uh, as I understand it, I, I, yeah, he had a heart attack after he retired. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it just added more information Uh, to my backstory to help sort of understand and get under his skin a little bit about, you know, maybe the stress he was under with this job and dealing with all these kids. Uh uh, You know, I kind of did have the idea that in this, at the place that the movie takes place that he's about to retire and he's, he's getting on his last nerve, really. (laughs)
1: No, no, You know, I think we all understood it. I'm telling you, we vary between feeling sympathy for this overburdened, stressed-out teacher who, like, show me a little respect, and the kids had no intent of doing
0: that. (laughs) No. No, and they were great kids, by the way. Uh, They were good actors. Terrific actors, delightful people, open and professional, uh, Jalen and Banks. Uh, They were just, uh, you know, just fine actors on their own. Really great.
1: Well, it sounds great. So, Andrew, I'm talking to Andrew Polk, who is a movie you should see. Amagadon Time plays a teacher and it's all very real. (laughs) Let me ask you what now that the movie's up and out, what are you up to
0: Well, I've just been working on uh, a little bit of network television, doing some um, FBI on CBS. Yeah, that's Uh,
1: good. A hot show.
0: A hot show. So I just finished wrapping uh, some of that. And uh, uh, I think there's an episode uh, uh, of of Mrs. Maisel that I did that's going to come out for season five. And then there are also a couple of movies I did that haven't come out yet that are about to come out. That's going to be Interesting. Um, one is called Space Oddity, directed by Kira Cedric with uh, Kevin Bacon. Oh, that's fun. And uh, uh, another independent movie I did this summer called Peas and Carrots, which is a really fun movie. And then I also another movie uh, about Sister Cabrini, which I did with uh, John Lithgow and David Morse, um, which hasn't come out yet. So um, you know, looking for that, looking forward to that stuff too.
1: All right there's a lot uh, and after you finish doing this movie I'm mm-hmm. again time did I look at your own kids is their world's a lot different from the world of
0: 1980 Yes yes they, they have uh extreme amount of um privilege uh compared to the kids portrayed in the movie Uh-huh um, uh They 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 have a great school and they uh, get they are seen for who they are. People are paying attention to them, and it's uh, it's really uh, uh, you know very different than the school portrayed here. And both schools, you know, that later he goes to a private school, the one that Donald Trump ended up going to in the movie. Yeah, and um, that school also wasn't great at seeing you for who you were either. Um, Maybe a little better. But um, but
1: prejudice uh, definitely is part of it.
0: Yes, I think there's so much more in the school my kids go to. Uh, thankfully, so much awareness about uh, diversity and equality. That's a big thing there, and I think they're they're definitely putting their uh, you know not just talking about it but actually doing it. So um, I'm really happy with
1: that. Well, um, you did a great job, and it's a very moving. Film And it's got a lot of powerful messages, too, which yeah, we don't yeah. always get to see in a film. Right. So. Good and story. you
0: know what? Wow. I think it's funny. I think it's funny, too. I mean, uh, I think some people forget there's some parts that are really funny in the movie. It's not just, uh, you no, know, No, because th-
1: the characters we can all relate to, whether it's an 11-, 12-year-old boy or a yeah. harassed, overworked teacher— or parents who are trying to do the best they can do, and they also have limited means. So someone can relate to almost everything in this film, and it makes That's a right. difference. So congratulations. Right. All the best to you, Andrew, and we'll talk hey, again. Thank you, Joan.
0: Always always nice to talk to you.
1: Enjoyed it. Good luck. I'm okay. Joan Hamburg, okay. and you're listening to WAVC. That was Andrew Polk. I'm getting time, and much more after this.